It's Friday, January 27th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Well, welcome back, everybody, and happy Friday to you. I hope you have some wonderful weekend plans set aside, and I hope you're going to be in worship this weekend. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful time together as we finish the book of Revelation. We've been going through the book of Revelation for a few months and uh, took a couple-week break. And we'll be back in it together as one final sermon in Revelation 22 this weekend. So uh, all of our services happening throughout all four of our locations. Hope that you're able to be there for that. Hope that you have set aside our planning on being in worship. It is such an important aspect of our Christian life. The gathering together, singing God's praises, praying together, hearing the word proclaimed together. Oh, it is such a good time. So I hope that you're with us this weekend in any of our locations. Today, we are in Isaiah chapter 10, a little bit of a longer chapter today. I'm only going to have a couple thoughts afterwards, and it is a difficult trap chapter, but I think that there's something really important in it for us. So let's look together. Isaiah chapter 10, starting in verse 1. Woe to those who make unjust laws to those who issue oppressive decrees, to deprive the poor of their rights and withhold justice from the oppressed of my people, making widows their prey and robbing the fatherless. What will you do on the day of reckoning when disaster comes from afar? To whom will you run for help? Where will you leave your riches? Nothing will remain but to cringe among the captives or fall among the slain. Yet for all this, his anger is not turned away. His hand is still upraised. Woe to the Assyrian, the rod of my anger, in whose hand is the club of my wrath. I send him against a godless nation. I dispatch him against a people who anger me to seize loot and snatch plunder and to trample them down like mud in the streets. But this is not what he intends. This is not what he has in mind. His purpose is to destroy, to put an end to many nations. Are not my commanders all kings, he says. Has not Kalno fared like Carchemish? Is not Hamath like Arpad and Samaria like Damascus? As my hand sees the kingdoms of the idols, kingdoms whose images excelled those of Jerusalem and Samaria, shall I not deal with Jerusalem and her images as I dealt with Samaria and her idols? When the Lord has finished all his work against Mount Zion and Jerusalem, he will say, I will punish the king of Assyria, for the willful pride of his heart and the haughty look in his eyes. For he says, By the strength of my hand I have done this, and by my wisdom, because I have understanding, I removed the boundaries of nations. I plundered their treasures. Like a mighty one, I subdued their kings. As one reaches into a nest, so my hand reached for the wealth of the nations. As people gather abandoned eggs, so I gathered all the countries, not one flapped a wing or opened its mouth to chirp. Does the axe raise itself above the person who swings it? Or the saw boast against the one who uses it? As if a rod were to wield the person who lifts it up? Or a club brandish the one who is not wood? Therefore the Lord, the Lord Almighty, will send a wasting disease upon his sturdy warriors. Under his pomp a fire will be kindled like a blazing flame. The light of Israel will become a fire, their holy one a flame. In a single day it will burn and consume his thorns and his briars. The splendor of his forests and fertile fields it will completely destroy as when a sick person wastes away. And the remaining trees of his forest will be so few that a child could write them down. In that day the remnant of Israel, the survivors of Jacob, 
will no longer rely on him who struck them down, but will truly rely on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. A remnant will return, a remnant of Jacob will return to the mighty God. Though your people will be like the sand by the sea, Israel, only a remnant will return. Destruction has been decreed, overwhelming and righteous. The Lord, the Lord Almighty, will carry out the destruction decreed upon the whole land. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the Lord Almighty, says. My people who live in Zion, do not be afraid of the Assyrians who beat you with a rod and lift a club against you as Egypt did. Very soon my anger against you will end. My wrath will be destructed to their destruction. The Lord Almighty will lash them with a whip, as when he struck down Midian at the rock of Oreb, and he will raise his staff over the waters as he did in Egypt. In that day their burden will be lifted from your shoulders, their yoke from your neck. The yoke will be broken because you have grown so fat. They enter Ayath, they pass through Migron, they store supplies at Michmash. They go over the pass and say, we'll camp overnight at Geba. Ramah trembles, Gibeah of Saul flees. Cry out, daughter Galim, listen, Lishach, poor Anathoth. Madmena is in flight, the people of Gevim take cover. This day they will halt at Nob, they will shake their fist at the mount of daughter Zion at the hill of Jerusalem. See the Lord, the Lord Almighty will lop off the boughs with great power. The lofty trees will be felled, the tall ones will be brought low. He will cut down the forest thickets with an axe. Lebanon will fall before the mighty one. Here you have a promise that although the Assyrians are coming to destroy Israel, God, he will respond to their wickedness. In the providence of God, in the sovereignty of God, he will use the Assyrian might to discipline his children. But the Assyrians don't see themselves as, as a rod being wielded by God for the discipline of a child. No, no, they see themselves as great conquerors, as people who are going through and destroying land after land, king after king. And they're saying, listen, we've destroyed greater nations than Judah. There have been other nations with all these great idols and powerful gods. We get to Judah, we get to Jerusalem. There's not even an idol in sight that we don't even see their God. How puny is their God? Of course, this is because the people of Jerusalem don't make idols for God cannot be contained by a mere image made with human hands. But Sennacherib, who is going to be the person who leads the army against Judah, Sennacherib doesn't see this. He sees a weak nation with no God. And in his pride, he'll say, we're going to destroy them. They're ours. Because they don't see that they are being wielded by God, used by God to discipline his people. Yes, but but it, what, the rod is going to say, hey, I'm going to wield the person? No, of course not. But because of their pride and because they love violence, God will turn his anger away from his own people and towards Assyria. He will destroy Assyria for their wickedness against Israel and all of the nations. You see, injustice is always responded to by the justice of God. That's not just true for the people of God. Yes, because of their injustice, Israel will endure judgment. But the Assyrians are carrying out injustice too. And God is not saying, listen, the rest of the world, they don't got to deal with me. No, he's saying, I hold everyone to account. I expect justice. And just because my people 
have carried out injustice, that does not mean that other people's injustice are going to go unanswered. No, God turns his wrath against Assyria. His wrath against Israel will abate. A remnant will be there. Judah will be protected. They will survive. And one day, the remnant of the north and the remnant of the south will join together and come back, and they will establish a new Jerusalem, a new temple. That is a foretaste, a foreshadowing of the new Jerusalem to come out of heaven for a new people of God, Jew and Gentile alike, a people made of the peoples, a nation made of the nations. You see, God, even in his wrath against sin, loves his people, and he will bring them home. That's the promise of Isaiah 10. He will not allow injustice to go unanswered. He will discipline those he loves in order to bring us back home again. You may be feeling that discipline right now. You have an opportunity on Sunday to come back. Maybe you're feeling the the discipline of the Lord. Maybe you're actually feeling the injustice of others. It could be a tool being used by God to bring you back to him. He will respond to that injustice with justice. Will you respond to God by returning to him? Why don't you come to church this weekend? Return to the Lord. Receive his love and his mercy. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your discipline. We thank you that though you discipline us, you do not hate us. That your wrath against our sin is justified. Bring us home again. Lord, we are prone to wander. But you are a merciful, long-suffering God. You bring us home. So we ask, would you do that for us? Would you bring us home that we might worship you and glorify you? Forgive us of our sins. Meet the injustice to which we've been victimized. Meet it with your justice. But Lord, would we use this time of suffering as an opportunity to turn back to you for the only comfort our souls find rest in? Give us Jesus, Lord, we pray. In his name, amen. Well, thank you for being with me this week. I hope you've enjoyed your time in Isaiah. We'll be back in Isaiah again on Monday. Until then, that's all from Good Will Talk Daily.